Hello and welcome to the Program Pod, a production of the RCBC Podcast Network, where we take an RCBC program and do a deep dive from different perspectives within the program. And thanks for joining the conversation with me, your host, Jay Varga. And for today's episode, we're talking something hitting a little home to the heart with health sciences because both my mother and my wife are involved in the field, but it had nothing to do with RCBC except for the fact that I'm here. So instead, I'm bringing on some other guests here. We have Rihanna Watson, an RCBC nursing student and nursing assistant at Wiseman Children's Rehabilitation Hospital and Outpatient Rehabilitation Center in Marlton, New Jersey, as well as Elizabeth Brendel, assistant professor of nursing here at RCBC with a Master of Science in Nursing, an RN, which stands for Registered Nurse, and a CPNP, which I also had to look up because I'm still learning as you, the listener out there, Certified Pediatric Nurse Practitioner. Is that correct? It yeah. is correct. Oh, fantastic. Well, ladies, thanks for having for, you know, coming on the show here. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. All right. So as RCBC embraces a student-first philosophy, let's get right to you, Bree, right? How do you like to be called? So what was it about RCBC that brought you here, and why specifically did you go into the nursing field? Well, if I didn't have RCBC, I didn't really have a backup plan. (laughs) It just fits so perfectly with having the night classes that you would need it. And also RCBC has a program called three plus one Mm -hmm. where you, so the registered nurse program that we have just goes on to your associates, but with the three plus one program, you can add on to your bachelor's program through Rowan University. So that was kind of a great match for me. So how far along are you in the program? I am what is considered a junior. This is only my second year, though, in the program. I am about to start, or I will be starting med surge in the fall. Okay, so you're so you're still part of the RCBC part, and then you said in the fall, you said that's going to be the senior part or the Rowan part. So or? after you graduate from RCBC, yes, you will have your associates in, um, as a, and you can test, you can make the test for a registered nurse, take the test. And then you take one year all online to get your bachelor's. Okay. That's good stuff here. I'm sitting, a lot of people doing this three plus one program, which my boss loves to hear. We do some, uh, some special promotions there. So have you had any class, uh, classes with the professor across the way here, Professor Brendel? I was so lucky to have her <laughs> as my PEDS instructor. Yeah. Yeah, she seems like a cool teacher. I mean, just from my interactions I've had with you there, Beth. Well, I am the only pediatrics professor, so she didn't really have a choice, <laughs> but we sure did have a good time. My favorite semester. by far. Oh. I can tell you, though, probably about the first 10 minutes into class, I interrupted her and said, I really like you throughout the whole class. <laughs> I remember that. How'd that make you feel? <laughs> that made me feel great. It's good when a student kind of connects with you right yes, away, right? Yes, and yeah. Bree's class um, was the, the evening class for pediatrics last semester. And we just had a great dynamic in that class right from the beginning. So Bree was a big part of that. I really enjoyed that group of students. Every class has its own personality. Sure. Sure. And it's, I mean, I, I know for myself from being a professor, and uh, it's tough when I can't get even that human interaction and that connection and stuff. So when you have someone like Bree, that kind of stands out real quick. I think it makes your job as a professor a little easier too. Um, so with the pediatric son, I guess, is that how you landed with uh, Weissman? Uh, actually, it was another student who was in our class um, who has worked at Weissman for probably a decade or so, who after fundamentals, after taking fundamentals in nursing, um, was able to get me on at Weissman just to help with get in my experience with children, which will hopefully lead me to being labor and delivery later on in my career. Okay, so what exactly are you doing over there? I'm a nursing assistant, okay. which kind of involves doing um, a little bit of everything. It is a <laughs> lot of changing diapers okay. and taking temperatures. 
but it's really sweet just to be able to interact with the kids. So at Wiseman, the ages range from a newborn all the way until about 21. And you just never know who you're going to get, what um, problem they have. So it's really nice just to be in that little, it's very small too. It's like only about 11 rooms. It's very quaint. So you get to, you get get to see a lot of things, but you get to, it's very close knit. So are you applying a lot of stuff you're learning maybe from best class? Not quite as much because, yeah, I am a nursing student. So, um, But Wiseman does work with our CBC. So all of the nurses there and all of the um, people who work there are well aware of, like, the nursing program here. And so they're really great about answering any questions I have or just saying, hey, you're a student, right? Come come see this. Come see how I do this. That's great. It's good to get some uh, learning experience right yeah. there. Actually, I might have to tap on both of you because I haven't really announced it yet, but uh, the wife and I are going to be expecting. <gasps> Congratulations. It's the best news ever. That's yeah. No matter who it's coming from, it's the best yeah. news ever. Well, un- unfortunately, we went through, you know, miscarriage before that. So it's kind of it makes it even more important, you yes. know, now. So in our friendship. Rainbow friends, baby. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and thankfully, and well, I mean, regardless, it's we found it's going to be one because our other friends had a rainbow well, twins. So I was like, I'd be all lucky, you know, come back and have, have some twins. So we got to learn how to do this whole changing of diapers and uh, everything else. I watched our other friends go because they just have their newborn is uh, about four or five months or so kind of like right along, you know, with them so um all right so what's been your favorite part so far uh going through all of this with the program yeah the program or even being at the hospital or anything that maybe like stood out so far the people that i have met with nursing program the key to a nursing program is finding your study group finding those people and sticking to them because they will get you through it they're the only ones who know what you're going through so definitely the people that I have met through the program. Yeah. And, and it, the opportunities. Is everyone staying on board too? Or have you seen some, because like uh, the last episode we talked about it, uh, they're going through uh, education and, uh, you know, they go through student the student workers and such, um, or not student workers, uh, like the class aides. And then they said as soon as they get more in depth into the field, you start seeing them drop off a little bit because they kind of, uh, you know, it gets, it'll be a little intense and stuff. It does get really intense. Yeah. Um, and especially with the, being in the evening class, there's not a lot of us to begin with. Yeah. So we, we, we drop off pretty fast, but even in the program, we always encourage everyone, if you don't make it through, to continue going, and so yep. you eventually see them yeah. again through other classes. Yeah, so what do you think, has, so far, what's been like maybe the hardest part of the, of the program, um, if there's one? The sacrifices you have to make. They say that nursing school is hard and that it takes a tremendous amount of studying, and you're like, well, yeah, every, every school, you need to study for every class. Right. But this is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot a lot but, of sacrifices you but, have to make. But it pays off in the end, too. Absolutely. Know? Right. It's like Absolutely. being changing all those diapers, you know, <laughs> having all that stuff. So where, do you, so where do you see yourself, you know, maybe like five years from now? Like after you're graduating and stuff, do you want to continue to, you know, go schooling or you want to work your way up? Yeah, uh, I have big, big dreams. Um, I want to eventually be in labor and delivery. Um, definitely going to continue the education so, like I said, after RCBC, I'll be going to Rowan for my bachelor's, and I plan to just to work in the field for a little bit and do my master's. Um, but my long-term goal, as of now, I guess, is to do um, eventually be a midwife. So that would require just a certificate and my master's degree. I don't plan on doing a doctorate degree, but okay. we will see. I don't. I wouldn't put it past me. Okay. 
All right. Well, let's shift the perspective here a little bit over to the faculty side now that we bring in Professor Brendel, uh, which I like to call Beth. And as always, you know, thanks for coming on the show. And I know, I know, I wanted to have you on the show just from uh, talking to you all those events. Some some stuff I can't really talk about still behind the scenes. Some special things that you helped out in my department here, uh, in the marketing department. But she's an absolute team player. Um, but I just, you know, your energy, your passion, you kind of like light up the room. I can see why students like Brie want to just, you know, they gravitate towards you or interrupt you, kind. you know, five minutes into the, into your teaching lesson. Like, just, <laughs> just stop what you're doing right now. Just because I just want to let you know you're awesome. <laughs> so, that's why, <laughs> so that's why I wanted to have you uh, here. So um, can you give us a little bit about your, you know, your career, your, um, your background and your, your education, kind of how you ended up here at RCBC to teach and what you're teaching sure. exactly? Well, my first step was becoming a nurse. Um, my mom is a nurse, my grandmother's a nurse, several of my aunties are nurses, but I never considered that as a, a career option for myself until, well, I was young. I was 14 or 15 and I had a friend my age with cystic fibrosis. Okay. And so I spent some time with her in the hospital and she did not survive. Um, and I remember one particular evening I was with her in the hospital and she had a headache and the nurse who was assigned for her that day, walked into the room, and the, the atmosphere in the room just changed. There was a palpable sense of relief that somebody was here who could help. Mm -hmm. And the nurse didn't really do anything except she took my friend in her arms and just held her. And I remember thinking, I want people to feel like that when I come in the room. I want to be able to alleviate suffering even just a little bit like that. And so that started me on my journey toward nursing. Um, you know, I got my, I went straight through the traditional route and got my bachelor's degree. I was always a pediatric nurse. I've never done anything other than pediatrics. Um, I had been a pediatric hospital nurse for four years when I went back to school. Um, I went to Ohio State University. Ugh, I'm a Michigan guy. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a good thing we didn't know this at yeah. the time. All right. Okay. <laughs> so time I went there for, yeah, I went there for my master's okay. degree and, and studied and did all the things I had to do to be a nurse practitioner. And in the course of doing that, I took a job as a teaching assistant. Yeah. So I was assigned my own clinical group of students, and I took them into the children's hospital where I worked. Um, and I just loved it. I loved um, being with them in that clinical environment. I loved watching them learn, helping them learn, taking care of kids together. I really felt like this was something worthwhile. Um, and I, I I went that route. I, I did all the the schooling and the training. I still maintain my nurse practitioner license, but my first love is teaching. And I have done that in some capacity ever since then. Awesome. I think we're really lucky to have you here, you know, you. at RCBC. Uh, and again, I kind of feel like you as well because I'm surrounded by a bunch of nurses. Mm -hmm. my, my whole mom's side, right? And they're all military nurses for the most part, too. Uh, and then my wife becomes one. I think I just, mm -hmm. you know, they my always, grandmother was a military nurse. She was a, a nurse in. World War II, and okay. she was stationed on the island of New Caledonia in the South Pacific, and that's where she met my grandpa. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, see how that kind of like Lots works of out stories. like that. Lots yeah. of really interesting <laughs> nurse stories. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but, it, you know, they would say, like, you know, how, how daughters kind of marry their husbands that almost remind them of their dad, or it's just kind of like, I guess I did the other way. You know, I'm an only child, so I went to 
my, my wife that, you know, she's on a nurse side, reminds me of my mother, always looking out for me because I'm the worst when it comes to, you know, taking care of myself and how to put Band-Aids on and doing everything else. I'm like, here, fix me. I don't Nurses know. Nurses are wonderful nurturers, but they don't put up with a whole lot either. No, yeah, definitely <laughs> not. And my, my wife's also Italian on top of that. So, oh. <laughs> so sometimes she's just like, you know, rub some dirt on it. Um, so... As I always like to ask the professors, you know, who's a student that, you know, think would be great on the show, and right away you went with Brie. Why, what, what, was it, what was it about her? Now we can flip the script a little bit. She said she loved you and interrupted your class. <laughs> what was it about her that kind of, you know, said could be? Well, first of all, I, I know that Brie works at Weissman, mm-hmm. and I thought she would have some good insight about working in a healthcare environment while being a student. I also really enjoy Brie. Um, she came and did a teddy bear clinic with me at a, a, a preschool. That's one of the things that we, we do in my class. And What's that exactly? We, um, we take some healthcare teaching uh, out into the community. And throughout the semester, students and I go to various elementary schools. And we have the kids bring in a stuffed friend teddy bear or some other stuffed friend and we have the kids be the nurses and we provide all kinds of medical equipment for them to use and supplies um pretend shots you know Mm -hmm. all kinds of things and it's really a wonderful experience for everyone um the students get to see uh we you know we study Development. We study how children develop cognitively and physically and emotionally, and this allows them to see kids in their like their natural environment. Um, and it also provides some really nice experience for the kids. It's therapeutic for them. It's a learning experience for them. The goal is for them to see healthcare personnel in uniforms as their friends so that if they are ever hurt or sick and have to go into that environment, it won't be so frightening for them. How did you feel about it, you know, it from a student perspective? So precious. Yeah. So glad we got to do that. And just seeing Professor Brindle with the kids too was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Her voice doesn't change when she's speaking to a 50-year-old person or a five-year-old. It's always sweet and so welcoming Good and calm. Side manner. Yes, it's a. <laughs> I love it. It's so comforting and exactly what she wanted to be. So that makes sense. Um, but that teddy bear clinic was amazing. So definitely recommend it for anyone who has to go through the program because it is optional. Okay, so it's on the volunteer side. So speaking of the program itself, and I, I noticed again during graduation that health sciences, you know, it's kind of like the meta major and it falls under the umbrella. But there's uh, quite a few various programs within the health sciences. Can you elaborate on that? Like there a little are. Bit? There are so many options. Um, I, you know, I my specialty is nursing, so that's what I'm most familiar with. Sure. But, you know, we're all over there together, and lots of my friends and colleagues are faculty and staff for other programs. So we have a dental hygiene program. We have a medical sonography program where you learn how to, to do ultrasounds. We have a radiology program. We have a paramedic program. Um, you can also become an EMT over, over by us. And then we have some short-term certification programs. You can learn how to be a telemetry tech. You can learn how to be a phlebotomist and collect blood specimens. Nope. Um, mm-hmm. You can learn how to be uh, an EEG tech 
tech. So there's lots of different options. And then we have an entire department devoted to healthcare technology. So um, this is health information technology. And so if you have an interest in the tech side of healthcare, the computers, the the billing, the medical records, then we, we have that angle as well. And RCBC has a lot of stuff too, you know, pretty much up to date and everything. Uh, people yeah, are, yeah, yeah. And what we've done is we've communicated with the healthcare industry in our county um, through workforce development and even just ourselves. And we try and keep our finger on what the industry needs in our community are. And we have actually developed programs in response to the employers in the area telling us we really need you to come up with a phlebotomy program. We really need you to come up with a teletech program because that's what we're hiring and that's what we need. So it's a really good relationship, especially for employment prospects for our graduates. Yeah, and it's, it's great for the students. They come right out, like I said, with Bree right here, but you're all, you know, off and running. You know, as soon as you get done, yep. you're graduating and you're kind of ready to go. Um, so let's flip it now to from when you were first a student, you know, to now yourself teaching. What mm-hmm. is kind of cha- outside the pandemic, of course, because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. So what is what do you think has kind of changed the most so much in the industry going maybe from a student to uh, from teaching. I spent 20 years as, as a hospital nurse, and it's very hard to describe the intensity of that work. Even on a day or in a moment when you're not rushing around busy, 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 the potential is always there um, for things to start to circle the drain. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's a sense of just constant vigilance. There's so much critical thinking that you have to do all the time. You can't turn your brain off ever. So it's a very, very intense um, experience to work, especially as a nurse. So I did that for 20 years, and I transitioned to full-time teaching because I was ready um, to to be a step uh, removed most of the time um, and focus on training up the next generation. So with this next generation, what's your favorite part about being in that classroom? I love to help other people learn, whether it's a student or a friend or one of my kids. um, That's what lights me up is being part of helping somebody make connections, maybe think in a different way. I love to challenge people's thinking and say, have you ever thought about it this way? Um, One of my the most important things for me to communicate to students is how to be an advocate. We talk about that during every class. Um, you know, this is how this particular disease or healthcare problem is treated. Now let's talk about who has access to that treatment. Who doesn't have access to that treatment? What needs to change? So I love to talk about little details and I love to talk about big ideas and I love to see um, the light bulb go on for someone else, even if they're starting to think in a different way. Did you ever see the light bulb go above Bree's head? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Bree was fun because Bree, we're, we have a very, very interactive classroom. And, um, you know, I ask for volunteers to, to help me express an idea or do something. And uh, Bree can be a little bit reserved and it was fun but forced to, to sit in the front row so <laughs> i was often the volunteer yes yes yeah, right. so she had it was such a good sport about it but i could see that that was a stretch for her and it, it was fun to watch her become comfortable in that classroom and be more and more willing to to speak up 
let the rest of us know what she was thinking. That was fun. So how did now now kind of like the heavier part of the program, but so how did the the pandemic, especially in the nursing world, because obviously that was hit the hardest, I would, I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I even, I'll get to my food drop story in a second about taking trying to take care of the nurses because I know the stress and the intensity that went through, obviously on a firsthand basis, being there in the hospitals and such, but it obviously affects the, the classroom too because mm-hmm. you're trying to get the students that are, um, you know, ready for all of this. Right. You know. It was interesting. We had to strike a balance because the first instinct of our clinical affiliates was we can't have students here because it's too dangerous for them. And there's a lot, a lot of liability in having students in an environment where there's a, a pandemic happening. Sure. Um, from our point of view, um, we presented the idea that we will provide the PPE. We will fit test our students for the respiratory equipment that they need to be safe in your environment. We'll, we'll take care of that half. But please allow us to be part of the solution. Um, please allow our students to be part of treating patients. And that started slowly. The first thing our students got involved in was being part of a call center for the county. And so they had no exposure to infected patients at that time. They simply went to a call center and answered phones um, for people who wanted to know about testing, people who'd been diagnosed with COVID and had questions. So that was our first involvement with the pandemic. And that was very, very well received. And our students really enjoyed that. The next thing that we got involved in was our students um, staffed some of the early testing sites over at the, the county. Um, patients um, would drive in, and the students were involved in doing the, the, the testing sure. for them. Um, and then after that, the hospital started to let us return to in-person clinical. And at first, our students were not allowed to take care of anyone who might even remotely have been exposed to or have COVID. But that quickly changed because we, we learned that anybody could have COVID. Um, you could have a patient who was in your emergency room or your hospital unit with, you know, a stroke symptoms when, when really what was happening was that they had COVID. So... Over time, our students were allowed to get a little bit more involved. Another thing that we were involved in very, very early on was the vaccine effort. So almost as soon as the vaccine was developed and in our community, we started having mega sites for delivering those, our students were involved right away. That was very exciting. I I volunteered myself Mm -hmm. down at um, Rowan medical school's vaccine site. And, and we involved our students as soon as we could. We um, made as many connections as we could to get them in there. So I feel like our students have been on the front lines from the beginning. The, the balance was keeping them safe. Yeah. I always feel so responsible for the students that are under my care. I almost feel like it's a sacred trust that every semester a cert- certain number of students are given to me. And it's an honor to teach them. Um, and in the clinical environment, I feel so um, responsible for their, their well-being, their safety, their learning. And so that tension was always there. So from the student perspective, Bree, you were, I guess if the timeline finds up, you were, it was first year of school, maybe when COVID, the pandemic was breaking out? I, or- I was actually taking microbiology here at RCBC when in January of 2020, okay. when COVID had just, you know, crossed the U.S., so we thought. And so that was amazing just to see it. I was in the class to learn about it. You know, we were sure. learning about basic cells, and all of a sudden now we're trying to comprehend a pandemic. And that's when um, classes went virtual. 
But my class, my uh, nursing class, was the first ones that were able to return to clinical. Okay. So how was it? Did you do any of these, going to these sites or anything like that? That wasn't a part of my program yet, although it does sound, I I would have. It sounds amazing to do all those things. But yeah, we were the first ones that were able to let back into the hospital. We were so thrilled when that happened. It's very, a lot of our clinical experiences had to go virtual, which is hard to do. You're trying to teach a nurse how to be a nurse. Right. Could you imagine having a nurse coming to you and and had never touched a patient before? Yeah, no. Yeah, Yeah, we had to get them back in there. Yeah, I had, I mean, and this is, something totally different where I had a one time I had a dog bit my face right mm-hmm. and I could tell that the nurse the nurse was in training never give stitches before you know and mm-hmm. but they were able to do hands-on stuff so I can only imagine trying to learn vir- virtual it wasn't a re- great experience too by the way because he was he kept shooting me in a nerve and it was hitting the wrong nerve and at one point I was like just do it hockey style is it like, what does hockey style mean I'm like I don't know toughen me up I don't re- just oh. just start stitching me up like right there on the Jay. spot you know how old were you I was uh, I was actually just a couple of years ago, actually, it was right before I was supposed to get married, and my my wife's first thoughts were pictures. Yes, the pictures. Free. Yeah, so because <laughs> I, I had fifteen stitches, I had five on the on the outside of my lip, on the inside of my lip here, five on my cheek or whatever. But the oh. guy kept missing a nerve, so at one point he would shoot me with the nerve, and then he'd go to stitch me up, and I'm still feeling it. He's like, "Oh, you feel that?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then he was he try to shoot me again, and I'm like, "So I feel the pin, pinch of the nerve, you know, from the novocaine," and then. On top of that, I would still feel it. And I told him, stop. I was like, just start stitching me up and I'll, I'll break my wife's hand just from squeezing oh, it. Oh, that stuff. sounds harrowing. Yeah, it was, it's not a good experience. So I can, again, I can kind of imagine here where it's just like, you need, you need that. And even when I was trying to teach, I was teaching radio production with these audio consoles and stuff and I couldn't do it virtually. So it was definitely mm-hmm. challenging, but, um, but I think we all grow from it as a human civilization and we'll, you know, we'll be ready for the next one and hopefully we don't monkeypox now as we're no. just logged on to Twitter. And I'm like, uh, I just want to shut this app down now. Um, you know, we do some of this stuff, but okay. So happy thoughts. Cause you know, before we get you out of here and stuff, I just, you know, I like to go in for the night, the mind of, uh, of a nurse, because again, you were the front lines and I did a whole bunch of food donations, uh, trying to take care of the nurses. Cause again, it hit home to me. And I know uh, a lot of my friends were stressing out because we don't have the information out from what COVID was and you're out there on the front lines and all these sick people are coming and going in there. There's no vac- uh, vaccines at the time too. Right. So the best I could do, and I knew was, and I'm getting goosebumps kind of talking about it now, was mm-hmm. I need to feed you because you're not getting any times and it's hard when dressed up in all that PPE and, you know, you only get like a little bit of a break and the waves of people are still kind of coming in. So that was a wonderful thing to do. Yeah. And I can tell you, you know, having been in, in that clinical environment for so many years, any acknowledgement of what we do is so appreciated. And um, I can't tell you how many 12-hour shifts that I spent even before the pandemic where if someone had dropped off pizza mm-hmm. and I could have just eaten while I was running around like a lunatic trying to get my, my work done, that, that just means so much. And I just want to say that those nurses are still there and their pandemic isn't over. Yeah. Um, they, um, they, what they've experienced is akin to, um, fighting in a war really. Mm -hmm. And, um, they're tired. And so I feel acutely that part of my job is to, you know, help educate their reinforcements and educate them well so that they can join, um, in the world of healthcare and be ready. I think you're doing a fantastic job so far. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I see it right here on the right right of me with Brie. (laughs) If all of our students were like Brie, we'd be in great shape. (laughs) Well, actually, that brings me to a great point here because I have two trivia questions. I'm going to see how well maybe both of you know your Uh your nursing education. Mm. Put you on the spot a little bit. (laughs) You ready? Maybe. 
and anybody can answer at any time. There's no buzzers or anything like that. You just got to, you know, if you know the answer, you can shout it out. If not, you can look at each other. But this is okay. audio spots. Pressure's on, right? So why did the nurse need a red crayon? You got me. Mm. Oh, come on. You're a Pete's nurse. Well, well everyone, you know everybody uh, needs a red no, crayon. No, but it's got to have a silly answer. <laughs> to draw blood. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All I'll right. save that one. All right. That's cute. So that, the other one. Why are nurses afraid of the outdoors? Because they don't like bears. Not a bad guess. Oh, I'm just not quite quite clever enough for this. That's okay. That's why I'd like to do this stuff. This is like my kind of brain. This is is my my commercial broadcasting coming out and just throwing oddball (laughs) questions out. But why are nurses afraid of the outdoors? Too much poison IV. Oh, be here all night, folks. All right. (laughs) No. So on that, I think, you know, be a good point to kind of drop off here is, you know, I want to thank both of you again, because it it, it does take your time. You're in a classroom and you're doing the volunteer work and just, we said the battle is still not over and I don't think it's ever going to be over, especially we have this new, well, I don't even know what monkeypox is, but, um, you know, again, thank you for coming on the show and spending some time with me to help promote the program too for the potential, the next generation of some um, nursing students and promoting stuff here at RCBC. But um, thanks for having us. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to say or maybe to like a student that's thinking about getting into the field at all? Do it. You can handle it. You can. You're smart enough. Do it. And nursing is hard. There's no getting around the fact that it's hard. But I just want to put the reminder out there that most things that are really worth doing are hard. Just because it's hard doesn't mean you can't do it. And I hope that that you will. Well, again, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to say hi to mom or a pet or anything like that, too. Uh, Call out to all all the little brindles out out there. There you are. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode here of the Program Pod, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. So I want to thank our guests again today for bringing a little more insight into the health sciences and especially nursing programs here at RCBC. Our guests, once again, Rihanna Watson, the RCBC nursing student and a nursing assistant at Weissman Children's Rehabilitation Hospital and Outpatient Rehabilitation Center in Marlton. Of course, Elizabeth Brendel, the assistant professor, who I think you need to sign up for her class. Get right in there if you didn't. All right. If you're thinking about it, you know, well, if you're going to be in the peds, then you're going to be getting here anyway. So... Once again, I'm Jay Varga, and if you want to learn more about RCBC's programs, visit rcbc.edu. And for other RCBC podcasts we have going on, offering uh, you know the newly launched Baroness podcast, highlighting powerful women in Burlington County, you can visit rcbc.edu slash podcast. And also be sure to subscribe to the program pod on any platform where you get your podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you, ladies.